Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there. From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body, mind, and spirit. And maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Well, we have a very interesting episode for you today. Um, I am doing an interview with Aileen Weintraub, who wrote an article for Huffington Post that went totally viral. It was called What No One Told You About Your Body in Your 40s, and it is all about the surprise of perimenopause, which has been a much-talked-about topic both here on the show and in our selfie podcast community group. Yes. Wow. So many surprises in your 40s. I know. know. And I feel like everyone our age is talking about this and going like, what the heck? So um, it was a great conversation with Aileen about this whole topic, and she's very open about it. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I missed you last week. Did you miss me? I know. I did. I did. I'm sure our listeners missed you as well. But we're reunited. We are. And it feels so good. Tell me (laughs) what's going on with you this week. How are you doing? Well, uh, good and bad. So I'm having another real insomnia. No. Really bad. No. Like I just, and you know what happens for me is, and I think this has happened for you too. If I have one night of insomnia, I'll have five. Yeah, I know that's how I am because I start getting freaked out about it. Right. And so I just, I had a really bad night earlier in the week. I think, I think it was Sunday night. I had a really bad night and I was up till like three or four. And then I've been up till three or four every night this week. Oh gosh. That sounds very, that sounds like me than the week of the dog. And my medication is not helping at all. Oh no, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's never a good feeling. No, Mm. it's not a good feeling. So I've just been walking around and, you know, and then the result is, first of all, you know, when you're in that moment by 2 a.m., I am in a panic. Oh, I'm sure. Like what is happening? Why can't I sleep? I hate this. Like you're just so miserable because I'm so tired. It's not like I'm like wide awake. I'm so tired. Oh, I know. And I feel like I'm laying there and my brain is just like, like revolting on me. Um, but then the whole next day, you just feel sick. Oh, like physically ill. Physically so sick. exhausted. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm. Like I had to take Karis to a dentist appointment. And that's usually when I get that. Like if I've had a bad insomnia day, the next day, I can usually function until about three or four. Mm-hmm. And then my body's like, Mm-mm, we're out. Yeah, that happens to me. The same thing. It's like from three to seven ish, I feel exhausted. Yeah, but then like after that, I start getting nervous about it becoming mm-hmm. nighttime and I can't sleep. And then it's like all the mm-hmm. energy, like that nervous energy totally. comes back and then I can't sleep. That's oh, it. it's such a horrible cycle. I hate it, it so is. much. I hate it. But so I've had something this week every day at four o'clock. I had a, a dentist appointment for Karis, ortho appointment for India, doctor's appointment for Karis every every day this week. And every day I've sat in the waiting room and thought like I could just fall asleep here like a homeless person. Oh, Kristen. Here in the office. 
Oh my gosh. You know, like I'm so tired. No, I totally I totally <laughs> feel for you. I feel for you, but the good thing is, you know, you you've you've done this a hundred times over. So have I. And I know. you always know you come out of it. Like there's never going to be like a point, yeah. even though your anxiety, I'm sure tells you like, oh, this is it. This is the one. This is when you're never, you're right. never this going to sleep again. This is how my life is now. Yeah. This is it. Until you, until you're 85. No, it, it will. And I think turning in the first draft of your book, you know, you've had like this low level adrenaline probably going on yes. for a really long time. And I think your brain is just a little bit confused chemically right now. And it's too. just going to take a little bit to get back into the swing of things. Yeah, I agree. I you completely know? agree with all of that. But the good news is I have put myself on a walking program. I mean, Yay. I just recognize that, you know, I have got to do that. Um, so I've I've walked every morning for four days in a row. That is awesome. <laughs> it's a little humbling because I'm way out of shape, but I'm doing it. I'm out there and I'm doing it. You're doing it. Well, yeah. I might I suggest getting a dog because then you have to walk three times a day. <laughs> mm, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I will say though, I'm like, wow, I have not had this many steps on my little health app on I my bet. phone in a really, really long time. I mean, there's there's no excuses. That's that's one thing about having the dog. I mean, I I have I have to walk the dog. I mean, there's yeah. there's there's no yep. other otherwise he's going to eat everything in my house or pee on my house or whatever. And no there's none of that like, well, I have to get this work done and so I have to do it. So I'm kind yep. of happy about that, I guess. Um well, you know it's springtime, Kristen, which means mm -hmm. um my uh, my concert my concert going is it's increasing again all of my live music shows well what are you talking about i mean your winter concert <laughs> schedule was i mean like why are you acting like this is seasonal <laughs> i feel like i've had a little lull the past couple of months but like it is it is kicking right back up we went to see dustin okay so here's the deal about dustin if people haven't figured this out already like dustin is one of those people that has one soul passion. And that <laughs> yes. is design. Design. I mean, he it's his job. It's I mean, if he if you're if you give him a choice of things to do outside of work, it's still going to be revolving around design, whether it's going to like an art museum or reading magazines about design or going to look <laughs> at fabric. I mean, my my it's, you know, it's kind of like a point of contention sometimes cuz it's just like oh, yeah. I we've got to find something that we can do together because yeah, I, I a mutual activity. Yeah, I like design, <laughs> but I don't. Of course, I don't love it. Like I, I'm not going to be sitting around reading an architectural digest. You know, that's just like right. not my thing. But so I usually go to shows with um, my girlfriends or whatever. So Boney Vare was coming into town to Oklahoma City, which is kind of a big deal for Oklahoma City that he came here, and I was just like jumped on it. Um, that's Bon Iver for a lot of people out there that are listening to this. Who I th I thought I thought his name was Bon Iver for like seven years. Everyone did. Everyone did until I found Everyone out. Everyone remembers it's the moment they realized it wasn't Bon Iver. <laughs> Everyone knows that moment. <laughs> so um, I just posted about this on Instagram stories, but I, I feel like I have to tell you guys too. Um, so Dustin went with me to this concert, and if any of y'all know 
Bon Iver, like it is a very unique sound. There, There's not another yes. band out there that sounds like Justin Vernon. I mean, it's just like this falsetto voice and he's like modified with his key. I mean, it's just, it's just, yeah. there's, there's it's no unique. one else out there. It's so unique. Now I've been playing Bon Iver around my house for, for years and Dustin's yeah. listened to it many times. Like he knows who they are. So anyway, we go to see them. We go out to dinner beforehand. Show starts at eight. We get there like at 8.05. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, they're already they're already playing, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so we find a good spot. We listen to like four or five songs. I'm totally feeling it. I am just like, I love this band so much. And Dustin looks at me and he's like, um, when when do you think they're going on? Oh my gosh, <laughs> Kristen. And I thought he, he was thought kidding. they were like the opening act. Yeah, I looked at him and I said. When do you think who's going on? Like, what? <laughs> and he goes, Bon Iver. Like, when do you think they're going to come on? And I, I was so, like, confused. And ex- I, I just looked. I'm like, so I'm, I point, I'm like, that. that's Bon Iver, Dustin. Bon Iver's playing right now. That's Justin Vernon. The songs that you hear playing. Are, I mean, he was, he's just clueless. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I just thought, it, uh, I guess that sounds familiar. I just thought it was an opening band. That was so funny. I can't see live music with my husband. Listen, if my husband doesn't even uh, doesn't even know that the band is playing, <laughs> but at least he's game. I, know. I mean, you that's, know, it's nice that he goes with you. That's what a lot of people said. They're like, Sarah, it's so nice that he goes with you. But I mean, listen, I, I'll go with my girlfriends. I mean, I just thought, you know, it, it was just so funny. And I'm, that is really I funny. make fun of him like four times a day right now. I'm like, oh, do you want to yeah. hear some Boney Bear? Or, you know, like that that cover band that you thought that you heard, <laughs> like the the opening band. So funny. So he's going to see Vampire Weekend with me in a couple, like in a month or so. And I'm just, I, he he's just gonna have to listen to some of their music because you need, you're gonna need to give him a mixtape. I'm gonna so give, I'm gonna can, make him a mixtape. Yeah, but you know, so he can start listening. There's something to be said, like when you're standing next to someone and whatever event it might be and you're like really feeling something but the person you're with is not really feeling it it kind of like or even like if you're watching a movie on netflix or any of that like it kind of just like dampens it just a little bit does you know oh it totally does i mean it's funny because you know in my marriage in my 20-year marriage my husband and i had incredibly disparate musical tastes yes yes and i would take him to a concert and i would tell him like i really like I really think you're going to like Noah Gunderson. You know, he's in the vein of the people you listen to. So could you listen to him? Here's here's a playlist. Like, could you listen to him in advance of the concert so that we both go and we're both singing along? Yeah. And he wouldn't, you know, and then he yeah. wouldn't. And I would be so mad. I'm like, I'm standing here with like a tree trunk <laughs> who's bored. And like, I'd rather be here with someone else. I know. That's how I feel. I mean, not to be, I just would rather, I'd rather be with someone else if he's not. And he ended up enjoying it. He liked the second set a lot better because it was like a lot of the older songs that he yeah. knew. So, but it was just so funny. I mean, I, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. You, you don't even know that this is the band playing. <laughs> Although it does suck when you show up and they do like all the songs off their new album. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, that right when we walked in, they were having some like a majorly intense moment that like kind of was reminiscent of like Nine Inch Nails to me. And I was oh, like, funny. oh, and you know, it was like light shows pretty intense um, for them. And, you know, you're just like, oh God, please don't let me have some sensory, <laughs> sensory issue and like have to like flee this place right now. Totally. it was packed. 
But yeah, so we're, I'm just going to have to get him up to speed. Mixtape. That's a good idea. Yeah. Mixtape all the <laughs> way. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, I have a couple thumbs up this week. Do tell. I have two, but one of them is a twofer. So oh, I'm cheating a little bit. Nice. Kind of have three. Okay. The first one is um, I had a company called Fond send me this like artisanal bone broth, mm. which I know that sounds weird, mm-hmm. but... I am trying to eat more paleo, you know, trying to push more in that direction and have read over and over again how bone broth is like this, you know, kind of miracle nourishing food. Right. It's supposed to be great for your gut, all that. Right. And I've seen a lot of people suggest that you just drink bone broth. And I've always been like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'll put it in a soup. But Fond, this company called Fond, they actually make drinkable bone broth. And it's funny because I got the package and it's in this, it's in these adorable like mason jars with this great artwork. So already I love the packaging. So I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to make soups with all this. And I actually printed out recipes for the soups. But then I decided, you know, they're, they call it sipping bone broth. I'm Mm -hmm. actually going to take a sip of each one. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you they're amazing. I love sipping bone broth. Do you? Yes. Well, I, not really so much in the warmer months, but in the winter, I love it. Yeah. So I am always looking for new bone broth. And I've never heard of this company before. Oh, my gosh. You've got to try it. They have amazing flavors. They have one um, – They well, they have one called the Spur that's red. So it's like beet and – it's almost like their craft cocktail bone broths, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, no, totally. The spur one is, they're all chicken bone broth. Um, okay. But the spur is poblano and beets. Yeah. Ooh, they that sounds good. They have one called youth tonic, which is shiitake, sage, and shallot. Mm. Um, my favorite one is this one called an inside job. And I actually drank this one cold, which I know sounds so strange, but it's apple cider vinegar, bay leaves and fennel. And it was like this really <gasps> refreshing. Yum. That sounds like my dream mix right there. Of well, flavors. except they also have one that's onion, radish and lemon. <gasps> also drink that one cold. Ooh, I, I need to, okay. I need to, I need to drink these. I need to find this. You should. Yes. And then they have one called, um, liquid light that I did make a soup of. And it, I mean, it was insane. This stuff is really good. Yeah. Okay. I'm on it. Yeah. And they're just in these cute little mason jars. They have to be refrigerated. Yeah. Um, so yes, fond bone broth, huge fan. They're all like handmade artisanal bone broth, Bone, bone broths. Okay. Okay, I have two sprays that I want to talk about. One, I love the name of this one. It's called Spray the Bitch Away. (laughs) (laughs) It's from a company called Frankie and Murr. My kids laughed so hard when they saw this. But it's just, it's, you know, a classic like essential oil spray, but it is formulated to help with PMS, um, with menopausal issues, and and their words, overall general bitchiness. Okay, give me the spray. I need it. Today, today. So that one has, um, you know, it's all natural. That one has rose, geranium, clary sage, lavender, bergamot, and frankincense, which all are supposed to be calming. Uh huh. And it's, you know, handmade, 100% pure essential oil. So it's all good, good stuff. Okay. Um, the other one is one that I ordered from Grove Collaborative. 
um, which is a company that I that sells so so much good um, green and non toxic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they sell all the Acure line. They sell all the um, like natural cleaning products. But I was on there and I was like just looking at all their new products, and there was a spray called Tired Old Ass. <laughs> And I was like, well, I have to order that. So this one is for when you need to wake up, like when you're really super tired. And this one is made of witch hazel, eucalyptus, which I love that scent, rosemary, which I also love that scent, um, vetiver and balsam oil. And it (gasps) smells so good and so refreshing. And because it's witch hazel based, you can spray it all over your face, too. Oh, so you've been using that a lot this week, I'm guessing. Oh, it's literally it's just sitting on my desk. Like I just spray myself all the time. Oh, that those those oils would be really good, for, like you said, on your face too. Like a pick me up yeah. during the day, or even like oh, a makeup totally. setting. Like after you put your makeup on, give it a little totally. spritz, get a little glowy. Yep, <gasps> yep. I like it. So yeah, spray the bitch away and tired Tar- old ass. Those are are those different companies. Yes. So How Spray the funny. Bitch Away is a company called Frankie and Murr. And then Tired Old Ass is from Grove Collaborative. Oh, it's Actually, made by though, Grove. It's, no, I, I, it's sold at Grove. Um, the company is called Little Moon Essentials. Okay. I'm going to yeah. check those out. Yeah. Okay. So uh, my two thumbs up. My first one is I feel like I have to go back and retract one that I said. Do you remember when I talked about the little the, the milk uh, frother? little yes. handheld thing. Uh-huh. Um, I was like really into that. And I remember even in that episode, you asked me like, well, does it does it make is it warm it as well? And I'm like, well, no, but you know, you just pour it into the tea and it, it warms it up. And then I had so many people reach out to me and say, no, Sarah, like you need a milk frother <laughs> and warmer. And I'm like, what? what is this thing you speak of? How are of? you even living? Yeah. They're like, why are you pouring cold froth into like a hot drink? Then it makes it warm. I'm like, okay, okay. I see. I see what you're saying. Anyway, everyone recommended this exact same, this, uh, it's electric milk frother and warmer it's on Amazon. It's $35. It's like this little, it's just like this little setup where you pour it in, you press the button, it froths it and heats it. It's just like, it's, it's, Ew, yeah. it's pay the extra 15, 20, that whatever totally it is. Sense. Yeah. I mean, like it just, the other one, I feel silly that I even bought it. I'm like this. And then I had to like hold it too. Like I had to like hold it in there and like, you know, move it up and down. This just does everything for you. You just pour it in there and hit the little button and it warms it and froths yeah. it. So good. So I'm retracting totally the okay. old school frother. Right. And I'm telling you guys to get the warmer and the frother. Okay. That okay. Really makes sense to me. Second thing is, remember when you talked about your Amazon essentials, like the high cut brief panties that you love? Yes. That are the black ones. You can get 10 pair for Uh $20. Now, I know, I don't know who's making this, people. I don't, I know. We've talked about this and I don't know. Children, maybe children. Children are possibly making these underwear. So I, after you talked about it, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of wearing, I've been wearing these Gap bikini black cotton ones forever, but they just, they don't wear well and they just get kind of weird. Like the elastic 
band pops out or whatever. So I looked at those high cut and then I thought, I thought to myself, I think they're going to come up a little bit too high on me. So mm-hmm. Amazon Essentials makes a cotton bikini pad <gasps> panty, which oh, is just, it's a little bit less fabric, but it's still, it's still definitely full co- coverage. Um, it just doesn't go up as high in the front. And I am obsessed with these underwear. Like they are so good. Uh, they fit yeah, perfectly. Right? You can't see the lines. Um, they wash well. They dry well. They don't like. They do. They don't fade. They're tagless. They're tagless. And ten pairs for twenty dollars. Like I can't get over it. So if you heard Kristen, you saw those and thought you maybe needed like I don't know, just a little bit of a different shape. The bikini panty is fantastic. I'm obsessed with them. Well, you know what's interesting is I didn't know they had a bikini. Mm. So I don't know if this is new or if I just didn't find it in my searching because I prefer a bikini. I will say, though, that the high the high leg whatever brief mm-hmm. feels just a little bit more than a bikini. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like it's it's not as much as you might think. Yeah. Um, because I've worn those Gap ones that you've worn before. Yes. And I also the, the Victoria's Secret cotton bikini forever. Um, it doesn't feel super different from that, but I want to, I'm going to try the bikini that you're talking about um, yeah. because I do prefer a bikini to a high leg brief, even if the high leg brief is more bikini than yeah. high leg brief. Yeah, I think, I think you'll like them. And I just, I've, I've definitely washed and dried them several times. And I feel like the gap ones, I feel like they shrink even over time because there have been I, times when I'm totally like, they do. is my ass this much bigger? Like has my ass grown like substantially in the past month? No, they act, they just keep shrinking. It's so weird. These ones stay, they stay the same. I'm online right now and I'm looking and it says that they're currently unavailable. Probably because- Only- only the black, black ones. The yeah. black is unavailable. The neutral colors, and they have like black, gray, all those. Um, but yeah, like you guys, I think you should jump on this because okay, they're I'm going so to so good. I have to say, I ran across the most hysterical Reddit conversation the other day. <laughs> okay, and I want to post about it in selfie podcast. But here's how I came across it, though. I do have an issue where every single pair of underwear I buy. The seam of the gusset, you know what the gusset yes, is? Yes. So a gusset, if you don't know, is that little pad that they put at the bottom of your underwear. It's like an extra p- piece, piece of, of fabric. fabric. Right. The gusset seam, for me, is never high enough. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's always <laughs> like the seam is like mid-crotch. So it's like touching okay, you. Okay, but my... Right. Like, why is the seam in the middle of my vagina? If this is supposed to be like extra coverage, it it feels like it should come up above, right? right? Above the top. Right. So I did decide one day to Google this. Like, am I I alone? No, I'm not alone. Apparently, this is a universal thing that underwear companies just don't know where our vaginas start, apparently. Apparently, they don't. Yeah, like everyone. I mean, this whole Reddit conversation of women going like, and it was so funny. I mean, it was so sarcastic and funny, but just everyone talking about how these gusset seams are just right, like they're under where your vagina starts, if that okay, makes sense. Okay, so will you link to that Reddit conversation at the yes, Facebook group? Yes, I will. Okay, I'm going so to put I, it in the I, Facebook I group it. because it made me laugh so <laughs> hard. And it also just made me feel less alone yes. because I'm like, am I shaped weird? Like, does everyone else's <laughs> vagina start like right under... Like between your thighs, like our other, 
people's not coming up a little no, further No, I know than that. exactly what you speak of. I mean, yeah. not, so I've had some underwear like that. Where, and then it's just like, it kind of like that little gusset kind of curls up a little bit. Yes. So it's just like touching you. Yeah, you're like, I mean, you're aware of Well, I'm here to it. tell you, unfortunately, that is true with these Amazon underwear too. Oh, they are? They're not with um, me. Well, okay. But when you wash them, then they start curling more. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Because they're not sewn. Yeah. I'm going to have to front, report back. But I'm also... I'm also like really sensory. Right. I have sensory issues. Right. I can't do the tags and the blah, blah, blah. So a little thing like that can drive me insane. <laughs> well, I'm going to pay attention now to my Amazon Essentials cotton bikini panties to see if they start like curling up into my vagina. Ugh. <laughs> Okay, well, I am really excited to get into this interview with Aileen Weintraub. I discovered her from an article that she wrote for Huffington Post that went totally viral. Aileen is an author. She writes books for children and for adults, um, but she had an article go very viral on the Huffington Post. Um, And tell us the title of that article. I loved the title. So it's What No One Tells Women About Being in Your 40s. I, yes. <laughs> or this is what no one tells women. I, I actually don't have the title up <laughs> right now. And, um, the, you know, whenever you write something, they change it. So, of course, um, I've already messed up the first question. <laughs> <laughs> it was this is what no one tells you. No one tells women about what happens to your body in your 40s, which I mean, if that would make me read it because I am in my 40s. And I mean, what the fresh hell is happening? <laughs> to our bodies. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a big surprise. I think for a lot of us. Yeah. It is. It's interesting. We have a, um, we have a community group on Facebook for selfie where, you know, we just listeners and, um, co-hosts alike chat about all things life. And I kid you not, the issue of perimenopause comes up at least once a week. Yeah, I actually, um, I'm a member of that group. (laughs) <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I was reading it this morning, actually. So um, it's a big issue for a lot of women. And I, I don't think that we're really talking about it enough. No, I don't think we are. So I want to talk about the why of why we aren't talking about it enough. But, you know, at the risk of sounding really forward, I mean, what what have been some of your symptoms of perimenopause that, that made you go, what the heck's happening? Oh, my gosh. How much time do we have here? Because <laughs> I know, right? It's a laundry list of symptoms. Um, so let's let's talk about hot flashes first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I always kind of knew that I'd be getting hot flashes at some point in my life. I just never expected them so soon. So, no, like that was supposed to happen in our late 50s, right? Right. Like I, <laughs> I actually, you know, I had an aunt um, growing up who – Every time we walked into her apartment, no matter what season it was, she was sitting in front of an air conditioner. And this must have gone on for 20 years. So so I knew that one day I would probably have hot flashes. Right. <laughs> but, but what I didn't know, I didn't know that they would start in the middle of the night. This was a total surprise for me. So there, you know, you there I am sleeping and it's hard one sleep because I have trouble sleeping. And me too. Yeah. And, yeah. And all of a sudden, my eyes shoot open and I'm on fire and the bed's mm-hmm. on fire. And mm-hmm. I'm suddenly stomping around the room, you know, ripping off clothes. And, yeah. and, you know, and I'm looking over at my husband who's fast asleep and all cozy and cuddly, <laughs> cuddled up <laughs> under the covers. And I, I cast him this look of disdain. And, um, 
you know, and then, then you can't fall back to sleep. So you're always tired. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's other things like dry skin that I wasn't prepared for. So I have like a medicine cabinet full of all these different face creams and I'm always applying stuff on my face and my skin. Yeah. Um, my periods are really erratic. Yes. But, but I'm always PMSing, right? Because it's always like yeah. just about to come. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I feel like, you know, when I was a teenager, PMS was so bad and cramps were so bad. And then you kind of, you learn to manage it. It seems like it kind of chills out. And then I swear, like I rounded 40 and all of a sudden my periods are like out of control. Yeah. It's like, it's like a bloodbath, you know, sometimes yeah. <laughs> it's, um, not to be gross about it. But, um, you know, so those are some ways my body has betrayed me. Um, but I also feel in a lot of ways my mind is starting to betray me. You know, mm-hmm. I have um, so much more anxiety than I used to have. God, yeah. Right? It just builds and builds. And, um, you know, I... I also become forgetful a lot more. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, that's that's the scariest part of this is, especially as a writer, when you're writing and you're like, what is that simple word that everybody uses every <laughs> totally. day? <laughs> totally. Um, the other day I had, um, I was sitting next to a woman that I work with and I couldn't remember her name for- Oh gosh, this happens to me all the time. Yeah. So People that I absolutely know their name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been working with her for four years. I, yeah. So, so, and then I'm like, oh my God. And I'm trying to get her attention for a good hour before it finally, you know, hit me like, oh, okay, that's her name. Um, <sighs> so, so that's a lot of stuff, you know, I deal with. Um, loud noises have become an issue for me. S- mm-hmm. Strong smells. Sensory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of sensory overload. And, yes. Um, Migraines. I, I also get a lot of migraines. So Oh my gosh, same. You were describing my life. Right. Yeah. So but I'm saying this to you and I sound like a hot mess. I'm like, how do I even get through the day, you know? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I it really does feel like this whole perimenopause thing is is like a thing. Like yeah. I mean, I have often thought to myself, if I wasn't a writer and if I was going through all of this in a nine to five job, like I feel like I would have either been fired or have to quit. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very lucky because I'm a freelance writer. Yeah. Um, and I wonder how, you know, how people in the workforce really deal with this on a day-to-day basis. I think it's it's really hard. Um, and I think it's, you know, I've talked to my friends about this, actually. And they say you never really want to talk about it. And you don't want to let anyone know because you never want to give anyone the idea that, you can't do your job. So I think totally. I think it's a real issue. I think there's still a stigma around perimenopause and menopause. I, I agree. I completely agree. I think there is too. I think that what I'm finding is there is still that stigma, but in closed circles of just women of a certain age, we're we're starting to talk about it. Yeah, and and I think that's great, and it's so necessary. And um, you know, I think I mentioned in my essay about finding your tribe, and yeah. That has been so important to me to be able to call my friends up and be like, hey, has this happened to you? Um, I think having a support group is is amazing and really yeah. helpful. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. I mean, in the selfie podcast group, which has been such a 
lifeline for me. I posted yesterday about the fact that since entering perimenopause, I'm not just having cramps from my period. I'm having like period type cramps at ovulation. And, you know, I was like convinced like, well, I guess I have ovarian cancer or, you know, some horrible thing, you know, and it's like I posted in there and, you know, 20 other women are like, me too. Yeah, this has started happening for me too. Um, You know, it's, I mean, it feels like we're all walking into this so undereducated about our own bodies in this process. Yeah, I agree. And and that has been my experience. Um, I had no idea what perimenopause was. Um, and when I found out, I wanted to discuss it with my doctor. And you know what? I was shrugged off. It was brushed aside. Um, it was kind of like, get over it. You're fine. Or, you know, you're just getting old. And I don't think the symptoms are often taken seriously. No, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. And it's and it's like these symptoms are no joke. I mean, I am unwell probably half of the month, whether it's I'm having a terrible migraine, I'm having horrible cramps, I'm having I had I, I had panic attacks the last three days in a row. Wow. You know, and yeah. it's like th- these are like disabling things, you know, they really are. They are. And. I do think it's because it's happening to women and it's happening to older women. It's just this sort of invisible, like, no one's going to take it seriously unless we really start fighting for that, for the research and for the treatments and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think one of the reasons that women don't talk about this is because we're so focused on taking care of everybody else. Yes. Right. So if I have symptoms, I'm a lot of times I'm pushing through it. Because it's I've so got, true. I've got my family to take care of, my work, you know, my pets, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody comes before I do. So, um, you know, and that's that's why we have to take care of ourselves for sure. It's so true. It, yeah, self-care plays a huge part in this because I completely agree. It's like um, all of these things, I just, it's, it's like side noise to the rest of life, you know, to the the running around with kids and the and the work and all that kind of stuff it's like this is like a low hum that's always there um as we're taking care of everyone else exactly exactly i i agree it's it's really hard to focus on ourselves but i think it's an injustice that we do to ourselves and ultimately to our families if if yeah. we're not fully 100% there for them and if you know if we're not addressing our issues and saying hey we have some needs that need to be met yeah Well, and you know what I have found, I mean, for myself in terms of what can I do to reduce some of these symptoms, the answer is literally self-care. You know, it's making sure that I'm getting exercise that really changes things, making sure that I'm eating a certain way, like I went off sugar, went off gluten, um, because I find that that reduces some of my symptoms. And it's making sure that I'm taking my um, magnesium supplements and, you know, doing the whole supplement regimen every day. It's like so much of the treatment is self-care. I mean, that's the irony. Right. And it's, it's just maintaining that balance. Yeah, absolutely. What have you found that helps for your, for your symptoms? Right. So I, I'm trying to become really good at self-care and it it feels a little selfish. I know. Right. (laughs) So, so I have, so I've started doing this thing and we're at eight o'clock at night. I'm done with dinner. We're done with everything. And I take my cup of tea and a book or Netflix or whatever, and I get into bed. 
Mm. And, and if people want to come talk to me in bed, you know, and hang out with me and chill, that's fine. But I'm not dealing with major stuff after eight o'clock. I love that. I, yeah, I just need to decompress. Otherwise, it's just my mind is going, going, going. Yeah. Um, so I do that. I um, I take yoga. Um, I started this new thing on Sunday afternoons. It feels really decadent. And I take a bath. And it seems so simple. Mm, baths are so healing. <laughs> right? And I put some bath soap bath yeah. in there and um, turn on some music and bring a book. And for one hour on Sunday afternoons, that's what I do. And it's a really good start to the week. I love that. But the other thing that I just started doing about a month ago has been a total life changer. And I started taking boxing lessons. Ooh. And it is so hardcore and so tough. And it's great for my anxiety. It's great for my energy. And, you know, I go in there. I'm, I have this instructor. He's, he's an older guy. He's a little rough around the edges. And he wants me to hit him as hard as I can. <laughs> you know? and so that feels really good for my rage. And, um, and I can't focus on anything else when I'm, when I'm there. You know, it has to just be me and whatever I'm hitting. If I, I can't yeah. think about dinner, I can't think yep. about... You have um, to be present. Right. You can't think about the fight you had with your husband. You, you just... You, and I'll get called out on it. He'll be like, you're going to hurt yourself because you're not concentrating. So by the time I leave there, I I'm just feel so good for a good few days. And I feel like I've done something for myself. I love that. I really love that. Um, how about supplements, medications? Do you take anything for, for this stuff? Yeah, so I have to get better at that. I do take magnesium when I remember. Mm -hmm. um, I don't take um, too much medication. I do a lot of um, herbal stuff. I have a homeopathic doctor that I work with who's really great. And sometimes she gives me remedies that really work well for a while. I do acupuncture and that sort of thing. How is acupuncture? Tell me about that because I've thought about trying that. Uh, well, it's funny because I would, I, she's very patient with me because I have a fear of needles. So it's kind of funny that I do this and I work through it and I would just <laughs> scream the first few <laughs> sessions. Wow. <laughs> and uh, she'd just be like, just breathe, just breathe. Um, and she has this great table that you lay face down and it has a little place for your face and just laying down for an hour. And sometimes I'm like, you could just let me lay down and leave me without the needles and let me just rest. And I feel like that in itself is healing. Um but, you know, she hits certain points and she knows what she's doing. And it I, I have no idea what exactly she she does or how it works. But it <laughs> makes me feel a lot better. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. I That is on my to-do list to try yeah. um, for my anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, it's great for anxiety. It is. It's And it, it's also a self-care thing. Like, that's the time you're taking from for yourself yeah. out of your day. And just doing something that makes you feel better. I mean, like you said, even if you just laid on a table with nobody touching right. you for an hour. <laughs> in the craziness of life, that that could be radical self-care. <laughs> yeah. It's just so basic sometimes. Totally. You know? Totally. Yeah. Um, well, what advice do you have for, you know, women who might be listening to this and dealing with some of these symptoms? Like, where should they start? Well, I think the 
the thing that really helps women is to talk about it and to feel validated and know that if you have symptoms, they're real and make sure you have someone in your life who's going to listen to you and hear you. And look, I needed to find a new doctor because my Mm -hmm. doctor wasn't listening. And some women might not want to do that, you know, or they may just say, oh, I guess it's nothing. But if you're feeling a certain way, then it's not nothing. Yeah, absolutely. What do you, what do you wish you'd been told in your 20s about perimenopause? That's a really good question. Um, Just that it was coming and this is what it would be like and not to be surprised that your body is going to be going through some changes again and and to be prepared for it. Yeah, absolutely. I just wish people were more open with it. And I think that might be a generational thing. Like I think my mother's generation, my grandmother's generation, they they didn't talk about this stuff so much. Mm-mm. You know, they just got through it and sometimes they got through it okay and sometimes it wasn't so okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm hoping our generation will be different for our daughters. I mean, I know, you know, I think we're more open about sex and I think we're more open about, you know, periods and all of that stuff in general. So I hope that this kind of no pun intended, but bleeds over into that conversation, you know, um, because it's funny. I mean, I, I, I don't really remember my mother talking about perimenopause or menopause at all. Right. Absolutely. It it was not something that people talked about. No. Very often. Yeah. If if you did have someone in your life that, that did talk about that's great, you know, and, um, you know, me and my mother are very close. We talk every single day. It's it's not like there's any distance between us, but just not something that really came up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't remember it coming up either. Well, that's this is actually a motivation for me to remember to talk to my own daughters, even as I'm right. going through it, which, you know, and then there's that whole, well, I don't want to like gross them out. <laughs> right, right. I understand that. I, I actually have a son, so it's a different conversation. But um, yeah. But, but I think that it's important for men to know what it's like as well. I think that I do too. Yeah. I do too. I absolutely, I mean, I forwarded your, your Huffington Post piece on to, <laughs> to someone in my life. Really? <laughs> Please read this. That's great. <laughs> it's not just me. Right. Yeah. So yes, everyone just forward her article. <laughs> Right. To, <laughs> to your man. Your life. Yeah. Yes. We will link it up in the show notes so that you can right. just send that on. Um, but yeah, I agree. Being able to talk about it is is huge. And we need to talk to our daughters about this. Well, what's your, um, you know, as you look forward, um, what if what are some of your intentions or goals in terms of like staying on top of best practices as we, you know, as we're in perimenopause and then staring menopause down the face. Right. Um, So I think it's about gaining more knowledge about Mm -hmm. my body and the changes I'm going through. Yeah. Um, And I think it's about keeping the communication open with my family. I think that for me is, is very important. Yeah. To be able to say to my husband, Hey, this is what I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I'm looking forward to what's coming, to be honest. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I was speaking to a friend of mine who's been through it and she's a little older and she said, it, it gets better. She does. She said, 
just stick with it. Yeah. You know, you, <laughs> like, I've heard I the mean, same thing. You know, don't worry. It's it. There is another side to it. So that is yeah. promising. Yeah. That's comforting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for chatting with us about this. Where can people find your books? So they can go to my website. It's aileenweintraub.com. Okay. A-I-L-E-E-N, Weintraub, W-E-I-N-T-R-A-U-B.com. And um, they can find me on Twitter and Instagram, also at Aileen Weintraub. Awesome. And we will link all of that up in our show notes as well. Thanks so much for chatting with us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at at Selfie Podcast. And make sure to join our uber supportive community that we love on Facebook by searching for Selfie Podcast Community. You can also visit our website to check out the resources we've talked about in each episode at selfiepodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to Selfie on iTunes but you can catch up with us next week. Special thanks to Shepherd Audio for providing our music. Take care.